We hear in the Gospel of Luke, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come join us today on The Way with DJ. everyone and welcome to the next episode in the podcast of on the way with dj Uh, today i'd like to talk a little bit about the liturgy of the hours and the reason why i picked this particular topic for today is i i hear as a deacon and as a spiritual director a lot of times people will come to me and they'll say, I don't know how to pray. You know, I, I learned how to pray the, the prayers, the, our Father and Hail Mary and all of them when I was younger, but they get to be kind of dry sometimes. And, and I don't know how to pray. I don't know, you know, I want to do something to kind of spice up my prayer life a little bit. And instead of getting into like contemplative prayer and meditative prayer and all those different types of prayers, Lexio Divina even, um, where, you know, you actually have to um, be part of something and, you know, maybe learn a procedure or learn a, learn a, a structure, I tell them, you know, a great prayer that you can um, just pick up and kind of help you and help you even to get into those other forms of prayer is the Liturgy of the Hours. Now, the Liturgy of the Hours has gone through or gone by a number of different names over the years. Um, The two main popular ones are uh, the Divine Office or the Breviary. And But we typically say that it is the Liturgy of the Hours. We're going to be doing the Liturgy of the Hours nowadays. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my exposure um, to the Liturgy of the Hours. I knew years ago, um, before I was in diaconate formation, that the Liturgy of the Hours existed. But I was under the impression, and you know, I think a lot of people are under the impression still to this day, that the Liturgy of the Hours was something that was prayed only by clerics or people in monasteries or you know, mainly priests, and that was their particular form of prayer. And and it certainly is. I mean, it certainly is something that as priests and deacons, as deacons, we're obligated to, prayer, to pray uh, morning and evening prayer every day. Um, we make that promise at our ordination, but um, it, it's really much, much more than that. And I think today, um, it would be so beneficial for people to be able to, for lay people, not just clerics, to be able to pray the liturgy, the hours. So I'd like to um, kind of talk a little bit about something that um, came up in diaconate formation. And, um, you know, it was it was kind of a good thing. And it kind of put things in perspective for me. Um, because the liturgy, the hours, is basically the prayer of the church. It is a prayer of the church that is being prayed continuously, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, everywhere in the world. And so when you think about it, there is someone at this moment praying the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, there is someone this at this moment that is praying a particular prayer. 
And even though I'm sitting in the central time zone and it's two o'clock in the afternoon when I'm recording this episode, um, there is somebody in the world that is starting their day at eight o'clock praying morning prayer. Or there might be someone that is ending their day at eight o'clock in the evening praying evening prayer. Um, so it is a prayer that is continuous and some, something that people, somebody is doing somewhere in the world at any given time. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing when you think about it, how the prayer of the church is continuous. And it, and it relies not just on clerics to do that, but on, on lay people as well. So it's good for people. And, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before. It's good for people as a prayer form because it gives us structure. And it gives us structure to our day. You know, when we get up in the morning, um, if we wanted to pray or we felt the need to pray, we could pray morning prayer, you know, or we could pray the office for the readings and then pray morning prayer. And so it starts our day out in prayer. Um, and then at various hours during the day, typically at nine o'clock in the morning, and then at noon, and then at three in the afternoon, and then at six or seven o'clock in the evening, and then right before we go to bed, we're praying those five hours um, at, at those particular times. And so it gives us structure, and it not only says to ourselves, well, you know, I'm going to pray a quick morning prayer or a quick Our Father or a quick Hail Mary um, at the beginning of my day and then I'll, you know, get down on my knees and pray next to my bedside or maybe pray something else at the end of our day and that's it, you know, and that's where prayer comes into our day. Well, if we can structure our prayer into these various different types of hours, um, whether it's morning prayer, whether it's mid-morning prayer, or midday prayer, or mid-afternoon prayer, or evening prayer, or night prayer, what we're doing is we're structuring our day. And what we're doing is we're almost forcing ourselves to stop at that particular time of the day to pray. In other words, we're saying to ourselves, God is important to us. God is something that I need to put into my life. And so I'm pausing my day wherever I may be at that particular time. And I am um, putting God into my day, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I really think, you know, um, I really wish that lay people as well as clerics, I know clerics are obligated to it, but I really wish that lay people would begin to pray this. Um, and at the very least, if we could just pray as, you know, if as a lay person, if you could just pray at the very least morning and evening prayer, um, because it would, again, add structure, but it also is a lot more than just a quick Our Father or a quick Hail Mary. And um, the beautiful thing about the Liturgy of the Hours is that it can be prayed in a group. Um, it can be prayed in a community. It can be prayed within a family. Um, so this is a beautiful way to, you know, to introduce your children or introduce, um, you know, people that live in your household to 
the, the, the liturgy, the hours, and then you pray this prayer together. So you're living together with someone, you're living in a community with someone, whether it's a nuclear family, whether you're living with a relative or whatever, and what you're able to do is you're able to pray the liturgy hours as a group. So it's not just an individual thing. Now, nowadays, um, they have a lot of different methods or different ways of praying the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, there are various apps that you can download on your phones um, or on your devices. I happen to use iBrevery. Um, that is my um, the, the electronic version that I use, but there are a number of different um, versions that I use or that can be used as well. And then there's also the actual text. So there's the actual book. Um, you know, if you do all four or all, all of the hours, it comes in a four-volume set. So the four-volume set is a great way, again, if you have that four-volume set, to pray that liturgy of the hours. Now, the, the four-volume set does have a tendency to be a little expensive. Um, so I would recommend, you know, using the app. And this way, with the app, you're able to not only understand and not only see the structure um, to see how the structure of each hour is, is, is defined, but also to kind of see, you know, where the structure of the hours are at, depending on the, the different parts of the liturgical year. So we pray different, different things during, for example, during the Lenten season or the Easter season and so on. Um, so now the app is convenient, um, for sure, because you have it on your device. Um, all of us are carrying our phones and sometimes even our iPads around with us. So it does give us the convenience of not being able to go and grab a book and have to actually pray, but to actually have it somewhere on our app. The other thing, though, um, and I tell, I've told the men that I've, I've uh, mentored in formation for the diaconate is that there really is a good value in having the book at event, eventually. So once you do get used to the app, it's always a good thing to have the book um, by your side as well. And so you're able to take the book. Um, the book allows you to flip back and forth. So you kind of, again, kind of understand the ribbon placement. You understand how things are structured and so on. And I also personally, when I pray, um, when I'm praying off of my iPad, I have a tendency to go a little bit quicker. And so when I'm praying with the book, which has uh, kind of been my typical way of praying at this point, um, and when I pray with the book, I find myself going much more slower. And when I go slower, that also means that I'm being more prayerful with the book. So that's kind of the, the structure, kind of the way that I go about doing these things. So let me talk about how the Liturgy of the Hours is set up. So the Liturgy of the Hours is based on the liturgical cycle. So when we talk about um, the beginning of the liturgical year, which is Advent, and we go all the way to the end of the liturgical year, um, what we do is the books and the, the apps and everything are set up in that particular way. 
So there are different types of prayers that are set aside for particular hours of the day. So I kind of mentioned those hours a little bit earlier. Um, We talk about the office of the readings. We talk about morning prayer. We talk about mid-morning, midday, mid-afternoon, evening, and then night prayer. And it goes along, like I said, with the liturgical seasons. So it would also include, which is kind of nice because it does go by these liturgical seasons, by the liturgical calendar, it does include solemnities, it includes feasts, it includes memorials, um, it includes writings from the saints, it, it includes all those different types of things. So, for example, um, you know, t- tomorrow um, we'll be, you know, celebrating a particular feast day um, of a particular saint. And at this particular time, so what we'll do is we'll read, you know, a, a little bit about him. And then also the second reading from the Office of the Readings will actually be some text that he actually wrote. So again, it kind of shows what you're doing is you're kind of saying to yourself, yes, I not only want to pray, but I'm being exposed to the church fathers. I'm being exposed to different things about the church, not just the readings that we see in the Bible, but also, you know, readings from the saints, readings from you know, different different people over the centuries. And so that's a wonderful thing because you're being exposed to those things. You're learning about the saints. You're kind of learning that a particular saint might have a feast day on a particular day or a memorial on a particular day and so on. And then I always tell people, and this is kind of important, um, you know, when you pray, the liturgical day, the actual liturgical day always been begins in the evening. So, for example, the book is structured or the, the, the app is structured so that when you pray, for example, on a Saturday, Saturday evening, when you're praying Saturday evening prayer, you're actually praying evening prayer number one for the Sunday because the liturgical day is beginning, the, the liturgical day of Sunday is beginning on the evening of Saturday. But that's something, again, that you, you'll kind of learn as you go along. Um, So, again, the hours are one by one um, through, and, you know, you have, again, those, the the different hours that each have their own particular types of prayer, and they reach particular structure. The neat thing about the book, um, and the app uses maybe italic type, but the neat thing about the book um, is that it's, you know, it's in red type and it's in black type, and you know, those of us that went through any type of formation, whether deacons or priests, we, you know, we learned right away that, you know, we we do the red and say the black. And so it kind of gives us a structure or instructions on how we're about to do this. So that's kind of a introduction to the Liturgy of the Hours. I was going to go over each hour, um, you know, but I think that um, I think for a good starting point for people that are wanting to learn how to pray and maybe change up their prayer life a little bit, the Liturgy of the Hours would be a good, good place to start. And so, you know, I hope that, that that's something that you kind of pick up. Um, the app, the iBreviary app, is actually free, so it's it's something that you can download and use and start praying right away. And and even if you started slowly and and you know only prayed morning prayer or only prayed evening prayer um, 
or even only prayed night prayer. Night prayer is a, a wonderful thing because what you you know the night prayer is structured so that you're doing an examination of conscience at the end of the day, and so what you're doing is you're kind of reviewing your day. You're doing an examine, and you're kind of looking and seeing where you know got where was God's blessing in my life in this particular day or. Where did I need to have God's blessing because, you know, I was being sinful or I was struggling with something? So that's kind of the, the way that the Liturgy of the Hours um, goes. And so I encourage you and I encourage all people to pray those the Liturgy of the Hours. So thanks for again for listening today to this podcast. I hope that you do find it well, you know, that you do find it beneficial, that you do find it um, something that is enhancing your faith life, enhancing your prayer life. And again, I thank you for listening all the way through. And may God continue to bless you. May God continue to hold you in the palm of His hand.